How are we doing, guys? I had to make sure the door wasn't too close to me or I'd fall. <laughs> Probably, more than likely. So anyway, so glad you guys are here. Hey, have fun, relax. Oh, wait, those are, those are notes for me. So uh, I forgot about that. Thank you, Thomas. Uh, so my nickname's Topper. You, most of you probably know me as Topper, but I do have a real name. Uh, Pastor Jesse said it a couple weeks ago when you got confused. And, uh, and he said, Pastor Aaron. So my real name is Aaron, okay? So uh, Aaron Top, that's my last name, Top. Don thought he had a cool name. I think Top's a pretty cool name. So uh, thanks, Don. Uh, but so anyway, Topper, and, and people get confused. And you can call me Topper, I don't care. Like just uh, like Pastor Rob had to say it once because people were asking him. And it's like, I don't care what you call me just so it's not like disrespectful. So I have three older sisters I knew when they were like not being nice. But anyway, I love my sisters. They're all here today, so I love that you're here. Thanks for coming. My dad, my mom, my stepmom, awesome. I love that they're here. So anyway, uh, I am a farm boy. If you don't know that about me, I grew up on a farm just south of the Twin Cities, about 20, 30 miles uh, south of uh, uh, Rosemount and small town Randolph. I think it was 300 when uh, I lived there. I th- is it still 300? I think it is. It's pretty close. So, uh, <clears throat> and then I graduated from Northfield and I did a lot of stuff. I mean, you grow up on the farm. I mean, you do everything. Uh, there isn't much you don't do. But one of the things I did once I became a bigger boy was uh, I, I built houses and I love building houses. Like, honestly, like I wanted to be a carpenter kind of all, all my years growing up. And and then finally, when I was a senior, I got to start doing that. And uh, I ended up building houses. And then eventually, as a job soup for building houses. And more, more or less, the job soup uh, definition when you build custom homes is problem solver. That's all you do is you just solve problems. You got to figure out how to build something that people want. And in the midst of doing all that, I learned a lot about doors. I learned a lot about these things right behind me. Uh, in fact, I kind of got this um, the system down. I kind of I have a technique. Uh, I learned how to adjust these things perfectly, so like they work like uh, like a cabinet door almost. I mean, they shut tight. They I even put the cabinet pads on there. It's awesome. I've done it for a few people. Uh, you know, I've gone through their houses, adjust their doors. If you want me to do that, uh, you can call me, but I, I probably won't do it. I do have some guys that... I got some guys I could refer you to maybe, but uh, so anyway, but I love, I love the concept of, of the open door, and uh, I don't know about you, but if, I might be the only one, but do any of you have friends, like you visit them, and you know they're home, and they don't answer the door? I mean, I, I got these people, like I go over their house, and I'm, I'm like knocking on the door, like I'm, I'm knocking, and I'm like, come on, I'm here, I know you're in there, come on, let me in. And I even like to look through the sidelight. I'm like, Did, is that wrong to look through the sidelight? Can't we do that? Like, is that, I, so I'm like, I hear you in there, Pastor Jesse, come on, come to the door. Come on. And, you know, and then finally, like, after they don't answer, you just got to leave. Uh, but, you know, and I'm not the only one. I, I'm, I'm kind of glad. Uh, the other day, uh, I found out, you know, praise God, this doesn't only happen to me. Uh, Lexi was home. And, and since Lexi was little, we had to teach her the whole stranger danger rule. You know, like, if she's home and someone comes to the door, she doesn't know who it is. Like, don't answer the door, whatever you do. And don't let them see that you're home. And then, uh, so the other day, you know, I'm not home and she's home. And 
And uh, she calls me and she's like, Dad, uh, were you expecting someone? And I'm like, no, I wasn't expecting anyone. She's like, okay, because this person keeps knocking on the door and they won't leave. And then unfortunately they saw that I was home and I was like, well, I can relate with that. Uh, but finally they did leave. And, uh, and so I'm just thankful that it doesn't just happen to me. But uh, Brooke, you got to like, let me come over some more. So anyway, uh, I have friends that, uh, that like to keep me out. Anyway, um, but you know, there's, there's other people I, I, I love, if you get to know me at all, like uh, at all, like I love to invite myself over to your house. So, and, you know, Sue's like, she just shakes her head when she sees me uh, and I'm like, hey, you know, Jesus did it. He did it all the time. I mean, if you, if you, want, you, want, you want biblical reference, I can give, I can give reference. Luke 19, uh, Zacchaeus, you all know the story of Zacchaeus. I think he was about this tall. Uh, and he climbed up in the tree and Jesus is walking by him and he sees him and he's like, Zacchaeus, you come down. I'm staying at your house tonight. I mean, he didn't just come over for dinner. He actually stayed overnight. So see, it's okay. So Johnny, that's fair. So uh, I love I love people, and I just like coming over to people's homes and inviting them in. And uh, and and so Jesus did it too. I figured I should be able to do it. Uh, but um, uh, like uh, I got one other thing here. Jesus, Jesus always. This is one other reference to Jesus, and this is important because I think I think with the whole concept of doors and knocking on doors and and people answering doors when they know you're knocking on the door. Jesus says this in Re- Revelation three twenty, and he says, "Look, I stand at the door and knock, and if you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will eat together, and we'll eat a meal like friends." And, and I just want you to know, like, like, this is happening all the time. It doesn't just happen to me. It doesn't just happen to the poor soul that stopped by our house and my daughter didn't answer the door. <laughs> it happens to Jesus every day. And I just pray, I just pray, like, today, this message hits you. I pray it hits home. Because because the answer, I believe there's an answer. I believe there's an answer to help us change and shift our hearts. So that when Jesus does knock, when he does come to our house, that we open him the door and let him in. Isn't that awesome? I mean, there's hope for all of us. But there's hope for all all the people in our lives. And, and, And I just want you to know, like Jesus is knocking on our door. But when it comes to God's door, there's an awesome verse that that shows that God's God's ready for us. And it's in Acts 10, 34 and 35 in the message. And it says, God plays no favorites. It makes no difference who you are. If you want God and are ready to do as he says, the door is open. The door is open. God's door to us is wide open. He wants us. He wants us in his life. He wants us in his, his scenario, his everything he's doing. And I love that God doesn't play favorites. Uh, in your notes today, because I know you're taking notes, uh, you can write right at the top uh, the, that prayer, okay? Prayer opens doors to the city. 
Or you can put prayer opens doors to your neighbors. And if, if you have your Bibles, which I'm sure you brought your Bibles because everybody brings their Bibles, right? Uh, open them up to Isaiah 61 and Matthew 7. Okay, you can mark those two spots. Isaiah 61, Matthew 7. Those are the two, two next verses we're going to be referencing. And uh, I just want you to do that now so that you don't miss all the other good stuff. So uh, now, when it comes to the city, uh, Sue and I, we love our city. We, I have a huge heart for Egan. Uh, we moved to Egan just over 13 years ago. Uh, we, we love this city. Uh, uh, we, we now attend this campus. We were at Apple Valley for about uh, nine years, nine and a half years. And now that, now that we're here at this Egan campus, it feels like my heart for, for this city just keeps like blowing up. It just keeps getting hard, uh, bigger and bigger. And I love Egan. Uh, God has given me a passion for Egan. And, uh, and this, this city I found has amazing people. I feel like the, the businesses and the, the restaurants just keep getting better. I love the trees. That's what I love about Egan. I love all the trees in this city. Uh, but there is a spiritual dryness to Egan. And I'm not, I'm not the only one that said that. I've heard that from other people, that there's this spiritual dryness. And I, I believe God wants to do something in this city. I, that's why I love Pastor Jesse's vision for this campus. Pastor Jesse's vision that he shared with our staff multiple times, that he shared with you guys, he wants to see a thousand new souls saved in this city and around and surrounding Egan. He wants to see a thousand more souls, not a thousand people at this campus. He wants to see a thousand people saved. And I pray that this message sets that up. I pray that this message gets us going that way. Uh, I, I'm convicted and I believe that, that we all live where we live for a purpose. I believe God wants us in our neighborhoods next to the people that we live next to, to reach them, to, to do something powerful in their lives. I know when we bought our house, I mean, I mean, it's an awesome house. I feel like, I feel like we built our house. I, I, at least for me, um, it's even a craftsman type, type home. I mean, it's like, I swear God built the house for me, but we didn't, we didn't work with the builder at all. It was already built when we bought it. But when we did go to buy it, I, I like, I was really struggling with it. I was praying about it because I felt like, like it was, it was a step up in our world. And I didn't know if we really needed a house like that. And, and every time I've had that thought, God always comes to me right away. And he says, look, if, if you, if you're going to live in that house and you're not going to reach your neighbors, if you're not going to show them my love, then you have no business living in that home. And, and I've just, I've never lost that passion for my neighbors. I love my neighbors. And, and so uh, it's the great commission. I mean, Jesus called us when, when, right before Jesus was taken away from the disciples. The last thing he said is, I want you to reach Jerusalem, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. In other words, Jesus wants us to reach our neighbors. He wants us to reach our cities. He wants us to reach our country. He wants us to reach the world. And so this is, this is biblical. I mean, it's good. And so you might be like, well, how? How do I, how do I reach the world? Uh, I, I, this is where I'm going to read. I want to read to you Isaiah 61, just the first four verses. Um, but I love, this, I love this text. I love this uh, uh, chapter in the Bible. And I pray that this really speaks to you. So you can read along with me. It says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. 
The Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that the captives will be released and the prisoners will be set free. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it the day of God's anger against his enemies. Uh, To all who mourn in Israel, or Egan, uh, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, a festive praise instead of despair, and in their righteousness they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. They will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing the cities destroyed long ago. I love that text. I love this verse. Uh, I, I know that, that what this speaks to, and I, you guys know this. I mean, I, I had sin. I had brokenness. I had despair in my life. And, and I, needed, I needed this. I needed all of this. I needed Jesus to come into my life. I needed the anointing that he had to set me free. And, and what's so awesome is, is because of Christ, because of his salvation, because of his grace, According to this this scripture in this text, I am that mighty oak planted by by God where I'm supposed to be. A mighty oak, a mighty oak. I mean, I don't know if that speaks to you. You're a mighty oak. You're not bent. You're not moved. You're not shaken. We declare it in worship. We declare it with the word of God. And one of the coolest things, like I said, I love I love buying our house. We we live near Blackhawk Park and. And one time when I was kind of, I hadn't really discovered the area yet. It was just kind of, it was like, I kind of kept getting to open gifts like every year when we moved into our house. And I was on this prayer walk down behind our house, down by the park, down by the lake. And I'm walking along and all of a sudden in this path, there's this huge oak down there. I mean, it is huge. The thing is like six feet across. And I'm like, wow, like this, this woods, it's like, it's like I'm out in the woods. And then now here's this huge oak tree. And uh, I, I just had to kind of try to capture it. I took a selfie uh, of myself. And the point of this, I mean, the, <laughs> you can laugh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> everybody does when they look at my picture. But I, this doesn't really, like, this isn't the real picture. This is the Instagram picture. But like, I, I took the picture and the point of the selfie was like, it was way out there, and you couldn't, all you could see was bark on both sides of me. This, this tree was huge. It's still there, but it's huge. And, and I think it's, it's also kind of a fun fact. I'm kind of a connector. I got to put things together. The, 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 the symbol for Egan is the lone oak tree. I don't know if you knew that, but the, the, the symbol for Egan is a tree. It's the lone oak. It's the, it's the tree. It's an oak tree. And so the point is that I'm, that I'm trying to make, I'll get around to it, uh, but, uh, but that we are planted. We are planted and we are not shaken. We're not bent. You're a mighty oak. God put you where he wants you for a reason. And it's, it's nothing can shake you. I want you to grab hold of this. And, and, and with, when it comes to, just another side note, when it comes to texts like this, awesome scriptures like this, I mean, you got to grab hold of this. Uh, here's, here's the thing that I've thought about, okay? Uh, if Christ saved me, if Christ is in me and he lives through me, okay, I don't know if you noticed all the me's in this text. When Isaiah wrote it, he wrote it thinking of Jesus. He wrote it prophetically for Jesus. And then Jesus in Luke, he stands up and he reads this in, a, in the synagogue. And he gets done reading and he rolls it up and it's that awkward, quiet moment and everybody's staring at him. And he goes, oh, by the way, this scripture has been fulfilled this very day. 
Amen? Amen. And so when I read it, I'm like, okay, well, if it's good for Jesus, it's good for me. I want, I'm grabbing hold of this verse. And I knew in that moment that the Holy Spirit was prompting me to do that. I had a prayer note in my phone and I, I copy pasted that thing into my prayer note. I was praying this over myself. Why? Because I want it. I want it in my life. I want this fruit in my life. And I want you to know, as I've prayed this over myself, I've seen it come out of myself. I've seen this, this fruit in my life. I've seen lives changed. And I want this for you. So if you're not doing this, if you're not doing this when you read scripture, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. You gotta grab hold of scripture. Let, let the scripture grab hold of you. And you know, uh, when it comes to neighbors, I mean, I mean, this, this text says it all. I mean, we're anointed. You're anointed. The Holy Spirit is on you. The Holy Spirit is in you. The Holy Spirit comes out of you. It ought to be a natural thing. I mean, we know, we know. I mean, you know. I mean, I, I, I don't have all my neighbors, like, they don't open the door willingly for me. Amen? Like, I, I have to keep knocking and knocking. And, uh, but, but, you know, not all of us know our neighbors good enough to, like, you don't have an open door to your neighbors, Right? But there's hope. You can get an open door to your neighbor's house. You can invest in your neighbors. You don't have to just hit the garage door, drive into the garage, hit the garage door, and never say hi. I mean, live in your neighbor's life. Get in your neighbor's life. One of the awesome things that, uh, that, that Sue, my wife, has been doing... She's been doing a Bible study with, with the neighbor ladies for a while. And, uh, and, and one of the, I don't remember how long ago, she gave them homework. And each of them had, she gave them five names, five neighbors each. And they each had five neighbors to be praying for. And, and it was so awesome because they're praying for our neighbors. And I think that's awesome. I, like I go on runs, I get back and I'll like cool down. I'll walk by my neighbor's houses. I love to walk by my neighbor's houses and pray for my neighbors. You know, and so she's, she's her and her, her Bible study gals, they've been doing this for years. Well, the cool story, like uh, this last, uh, before Easter, um, uh, kind of back up a little. When we moved into our house, our one neighbors all of a sudden showed up at the door. I was taking one of those naps. I don't know if you've taken a nap like this, but like where you're like, you're borderline unconscious. Like, I, <laughs> I think I had a heartbeat. I don't know. I was so tired from moving stuff. And, and all of a sudden the doorbells ring and I'm like, oh Lord, help me. I didn't fall down the stairs, praise the Lord. And I got to the door and I open up the door and it's this beautiful family all right there at the door. They got brownies and they're like, hey, we just wanted to welcome you to the neighborhood. I'm like, I'm so tired, but this is awesome. Like, this is awesome. I love this. I've never forgotten it. And, and I, I feel like, like I tell Sue, like, I know I don't make brownies, so it's either her or Lex making brownies. But, uh, but you got to like, like, I love going over to our neighbors now and doing that, like taking them brownies, welcoming them to the neighborhood. Well, I had this one neighbor. Uh, and he, uh, the, the one neighbor moved out, he moved in and I didn't like, it'd been like a year and a half. I'd never said hi to him or nothing. I'd been snow blowing his driveway. I don't know if he knew that I'd do that every once in a while, but, uh, but 
finally were walking. We had another new neighbor move in, so we had to walk by his house. And we're, we're walking by his house. He's out. And I'm like, holy cow, he does come out of that thing. Like, he is, he is alive. <laughs> and, and so we stopped, introduced ourselves. I said, yeah, you know, I'm topper pastor uh, in town here. And then I noticed, like, I could see, like, he, he must shoot guns or something. Either that or he's a faker and he just put somebody else's target practice up on his wall. But uh, I said, hey, I'm going shooting guns on Thursday. You want to come with? And, and I uh, told him about the guy that I was going shooting with. He's, he grew up next to him. I'm like, what? That's crazy. So, like, I'm thinking all these connections. Well, he never came to Easter, and he didn't come shooting. So I was kind of like, well, I tried. I tried. But what was so cool was a couple weeks later, um, all of a sudden, I get, the, I get a friend request from him on Facebook. And I thought someone had hacked his Facebook because I thought, there's no way this dude's friending me. He's too cool. Uh, and then all of a sudden I get a message and it was like this big long message and I'm like crazy and I'm, I'm like trying to read this message and trying to, I, just, I don't remember what was going on that week. I had a lot going on and, and, and it was like top, I, you know, uh, like I, I just had a rough year and I just got a lot of questions about God and I just wonder if we could talk. And I'm like, wow, like, this is awesome. <laughs> and so I got back to him and I said, I said, I'll come over on Friday, I think. I saw, but, and then, so eventually, it's a long story, but eventually I got to go over to his house and he actually let me in. And it was really cool. Uh, <laughs> and we got to talk, you know, we got to talk and it was just awesome just to talk. And, and just answer any questions he might have. I don't know if I did a good job at it. But either way, we got, we got to pray, you know. We got to pray together. And, and my neighbor, Chris, is here today. He came. And, uh, and so I love that you're here. I love you here. And he still lets me into his house. Praise the Lord. Um, I don't text him and warn him. I just go over there. Um, so, uh, but... You know, isn't that awesome that, that God answered those prayers? Praise God that, that my, my wife and the Bible study and the neighbor ladies, they're praying for our neighbors. They're investing into our neighbors. Your neighbors might not let you into their house, you know, but you can pray for them. No one can stop you from praying. No one can stop you from praying. And I just got to ask you, how are you reaching your neighbors? How are you investing into your neighbors' lives? Do you even say hi to them? Do they even know your name? You know, have you ever had them over? Have you ever made them brownies? Anything. Remember the great commission. Okay. Remember the great commission. When Jesus gave that great commission to reach the world, he said, all, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go because we have it. We have everything we need. We have the letter, like, so to speak, to go. We have the approval from God to go. And he's called us to do whatever we can to open doors. And so I just pray that, that we don't let anything hold us back. I 100% believe that we walk and carry, I believe I carry and walk 100% of that anointing that Jesus got from that text that I read to you earlier. And, and I believe that there are spiritual issues going on in this city. There are things that I can't do anything about. There's things that I can't change personally, but I can pray. And, and Jesus convicted me to pray. He convicted me to pray and walk. I've, I've wanted to grow in my prayer, 
you know, just how I pray, how long I pray. I feel like I never pray enough. I read this book uh, a little while back. It's, it's an awesome book by Pastor Mark Batterson. He's a great pastor in D.C. It's called The Circle Maker. I highly recommend it. It's a uh, book on prayer. And, uh, you know, there's a little bit of it is, is based off of a uh, uh, character from uh, Between the, the Testaments an awesome prayer warrior. And then some of it speaks to Jericho when they prayed around Jericho. But either way, I found when I read these books, when I read books, that God uses what I read as a seed to kind of sow something in me. And then he'll water it and eventually it'll like sprout and something takes off. And and so this is what God used to, in me. This was the seed that He used in me. And I thought, okay, I could feel, I could feel it. I could tell like God was challenging me to pray through this city. And I have a I have a group of men. We get together every Tuesday mornings, and and we do this thing every six weeks. We share with each other. We don't we don't read a chapter in the Bible together. We actually just sit down. We we come. The homework is bring something God's challenging you to do. Maybe it's big. Maybe it's a big thing you're going to do someday. I call it a plan, vision, dream week. And we sit around. We we take turns and we share what God has put on our hearts. So about two months ago, I said, guys, I feel like God's challenged me to pray through the city. I'm going to pray around blocks of the city. I'm just going to keep as He speaks. You know, I'm going to keep going to this block and this block. I'm going to pray around all these different blocks in the city. And, and so I, these guys are holding me accountable. And one, one, uh, the next time we did that, they said, well, why don't you go get a map and keep track of it? So I'm like, that's a good idea. So I went, I went to the city and I, I got a map and I think we got a picture of it up here. So I started praying through the city and, and I started highlighting the blocks. There it is. And so so I'm, I'm on my, I'm not all, all there, but I'm, I'm working on it and I'm getting more exercise. Praise the Lord. Uh, you know, getting some cardio in, but it's powerful going on these prayer walks. If you've never done this, it's so much different. It's way different than sitting in your office or your house or whatever. Like go out, walk, pray, pray for your neighbors, pray through the blocks, pray through the na- neighborhoods. I know, I know, I feel God's presence when I'm walking and praying. I can feel, and I, I'm just like, I'm going off. Like, I'm just having fun, but I'm also thanking God. It's like awesome, all the things he brings to my mind. I'm thanking God for these homes. I'm thanking God for these people. I'm thanking God for these marriages. I'm thanking God for our mayor. I'm thanking God for our, our city officials. I'm thanking God for our police officers and our firefighters and these people who serve us every day. And sometimes you just take advantage of it. You take it for granted, I should say. And, and it's so powerful. Thanking God for schools and teachers and admins and principals. I'm thanking them for businesses. You name it. Walking. I'm praying. I'm coming against anything the enemy wants to do to my neighbors. I mean, I'm praying against the devil. I'm praying against anything he wants to do to hurt my neighbors. I'm praying for families. I'm praying for open doors. I'm taking back what the devil has stolen. I'm grabbing hold of, yeah. I'm grabbing hold of Joshua 1.3. Again, if Jesus, if Jesus is going to grab hold of stuff, I'm going to grab hold of stuff. Back in Joshua 1.3, every place, this is, what, this is what God commanded Joshua when he said, you be bold and courageous. You go into this land. And I promise you what I promised Moses. On every place that the sole of your foot treads, I have given you 
that land. Just as I spoke to Moses, so I speak to you. I'm giving you that land. And when I'm walking, I know, I know every place these feet go, God's taking that land back. I believe it 100%. I mean, I'm praying for God's favor, his blessing for healings, for marriages, for relationships. I'm praying the Holy Spirit would pour out on this city. I'm praying for salvation, for peace, for prosperity, mercy, grace. Amen. You get it. Praise. (laughs) I'm praying for open doors. I'm praying that my neighbors will finally answer the door when I come over. Praise God. I want to go serve in my schools. I want to go serve in Egan schools. I'm praying for an open door. I want to see God move in our schools. When Jesus taught us how to pray, he commanded us to be persistent. Never give up. Never, ever stop. There's one day we get to stop, and that's when he comes back, and we go home. Praise. Matthew 7, here it is. You can read it with me. He says to us, keep on asking, and you will receive what you have asked for. Keep seeking, and you will find. Keep knocking, and the door will be open. Praise God. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be open. I gotta ask, what would happen? What would happen if we all asked, knocked, prayed, walked, run, I don't care, run, get on your bike, whatever? What would happen? I mean, there's a, there's a pretty good pe- amount of us in this room. I mean, can you imagine hundreds of people walking around the streets? walking around your city. I'm I'm fully aware not everyone in the room lives in Egan, okay? So you can pray around your community. You can pray around your neighbor's houses. You can pray around your schools in your city. Pray around your businesses. Pray for your city officials. It's still warm out, praise God, in Minnesota. It's still a good time of the year to go walking. Don't wait till January. That's all I'm saying. Unless you like that. Uh, I don't. I mean, it's awesome. We got a group of gals, Maggie Cedarberg. Uh, she, she leads these gals once a month. They're praying around the city. I love it. I love it. I haven't ran into them yet, but you know, it could happen. could happen. I want to see this city set free. I want to see the terrible statistics on marriage change in Egan. you imagine families like done? We're done with this function. People need hope. People need to be set free. Praise God. We got what we need. Hebrews 4.16 says this. Then let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace in our, our time of need. We have it. We got it. When I'm walking... I know I got the grace. I know I got his grace. Sorry, I'm a crier. I, I was going to have him put a whole box of Kleenex up here. Let's pray. Let's pray for our neighborhoods. Let's pray for our cities. Will you do that with me? And I, I, know, I know we're... 
we're a little bit over, but just real quick, I wanna, I wanna, if you could, just bow your heads, close your eyes. I feel like I gotta do this. Jesus said, Revelation 3.20 said, look, I stand at the door and I knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I promise you I'll come in and we'll share a meal together as friends. And if you're here this morning and you're like, you know what, God's been knocking. I know he has been. I left him standing out there. And if this morning you want to let him in, going to give that chance so if you would with me on the, on the count of three it's simple like I, we're going to pray together okay but if you want to let Jesus in if you know he's been knocking and you just you want to let him in this morning just raise your hand if you would one two three raise your hand raise your hand raise your hand I see your hand I see your hand back there I see your hand Maybe there's something else going on in your life. You know you've been keeping them out of it. And you want to let them in. You want to let them change your situation. I see your hand back there. I see your hand. Let them in. See your hand. I see your hand. Praise God. I see your hand back there. There's a beautiful, beautiful verse. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Paul just laid it out for us. And he said, look. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So we're just going to do that today. Cool? We just repeat after me. Everyone's going to do it. Everyone, we're just a quick prayer while you're bowed, your heads are bowed. Dear Lord, thank you so much for knocking on my door. I've, uh, I forgive me for my sins, Lord. And forgive me for keeping you out. I invite you into my life. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. Set me free. Thank you, Jesus. Love you. In Jesus' name, amen.